0: For some insights in the news, shaping the markets, let's welcome in Ben Emmons, Managing Director of Global Macro Strategy, Medley Global Advisors. Ben Emmons, thanks for being with us. So should we put those two quarters behind us as we start off a new day, a new month and a new quarter? Can it be different?
1: Good morning, Nicole. Uh, I hope it can, but you know, you see the bond market reacting this morning. It seems that we've taken on board, at least in the bond market, that this recession is coming if it isn't already here. And so we have to do take that into account in, in your strategy as you go into the second half. Um, obviously everybody's looking for at some point the the market does bottom out, right? And does look like that we fully discounted contraction of growth and inflation then starts to calm down, and that will be the signal for stocks to resumed at least some sort of recovery. So I think we're not there yet, but I think that what the bond market is telling us is that we're getting closer to it, as in there will be this recession in the second half, starting somewhere, and that will moderate inflation over time.
0: Right. So, at this point now, with the bond market at least showing that, because I saw the ten-year, for example, at 2.87, maybe that could give a, some reprieve to something else, like housing, right, because then maybe mortgage rates can come down. Maybe we could start to see things pick up, because we know that consumer spending, consumer sentiment, um, credit card debt has been on the rise. Things haven't been looking so great lately. Maybe now, with some of the things coming off, maybe we've peaked as far as inflation.
1: We may be getting to that nicole i think that the other sign out there is commodity markets if you take strip out energy and just look at, at say agricultural commodities and metals and other related commodities those do have peaked in march and are on the way down that is of course a global economy that is slowing down too that's behind that story and i think that is part of the of the say, ultimate peak inflation story, because we tried to talk about peak inflation in, in the first half and that didn't pan out uh, exactly the way we thought it would be. So I'm somewhat cautious on near term peak inflation, but that there are clear signs developing that yes, you will hit at some point this peak, if anything all the tightening by central banks through the Federal Reserve will, will, will help get us to that peak. I think is there. So yes, to your point. Interest rates declining is a comfort to some sectors in, in the economy, housing in particular, that's important for the economy. On the other hand, it's also about, yeah, we are in an economy clearly totally different from, from a year ago when we were in a boom. We're now more closer, not to a bus, but at least a major slowdown.
0: So at this point now, um, how do you make a portfolio? You said you have an offense, defense type of strategy. How do you set it up?
1: Yeah, it's been, I think, the strategy to follow so far this year, right? So you're starting with the point of saying, okay, I'm going to put 50% in offense and 50% in defense. So I'm not like an, like an index, I'm more like a, a equal weighted. So that's one one reason, because the index SOP or any major index is still very subject to more sell-off from here potentially. Then I've looked at like, well, what's offense? I've been big on the reopening. We talked about it many times on the show. Now, you see the reopening <clears throat> Excuse me, in Asia really coming through, so I've added a bit of this, this China uh, story in there. Um, agricultural and, and other commodities do remain in, in demand, even though they've rolled over, so I don't think it has yet completely played out. On the other hand, I want to stay defense with companies that do have stable cash flow. An ETF you can follow, is called COWS, C O W Z. It's actually a really good example of companies that have Stable, good uh, cash flows are very uh, steady companies, different paying companies. And, and lastly, I've been looking a little bit in the uh, alternative space. So that's called liquid alts. That's sort of a combination of liquid securities and, and alternatives. That seems to be working fairly well. Combine those two, it's a portfolio that can at least outperform the index with, a, with a, quite a margin. I think that's the way to go from it.
0: Right. And so with um, the defensive side, you said equipment and defense and remaining long the dollar uh, maintain overweight and energy um, and the cash is the cows. Right. What about dividend payers? You had dividend payers in there, too.
1: Yeah, the dividend payers is definitely, you know, another another way of playing say, you do not want to sit in cash or not as much, you're saying to invested because it, it shows like the market will move really quick on you once we hit sort of signals that the macro picture is moving in the direction where things can recover like equity. So I do think that dividend paying stocks are a good way as those cows stocks. And indeed adding into one thing that I've noted from the GDP report is that, there's a fair bit of contraction already happening in, say, utilities and healthcare. Now, in terms of like the market started to underperform there, that was the big contributor to GDP in the first quarter. That's I think changing, but what stays in demand are still those durables and equipment. But right? that that I think hasn't waned yet. So I think there's another bet that you can play all together in that 50-50 portfolio, uh, try to outperform the S&P.
0: Right. And so at this point now, does the Fed? take any of the economic data that we got this week, and do they change their plan at all?
1: I don't think just yet, but they obviously are maybe somewhat pleased to see that there's deceleration in growth, deceleration in demand in particular, and the ISN data today showed that, right? The orders are down, prices paid component is down. That I think will be taken on board of like, see our policies working in the right direction. Uh, ultimately, they like to see the employment picture change, at least to an extent that it takes off the major pressure from inflation, and then they may change their, their course. We think, by the way, that that will not happen until way, until after September, that they stay on this course of timing, 75 in July, at least 50 in September, to get a rate that they think would be at least so impactful that the economy, the demand set of the economy sees enough slowdown that it can affect inflation more long-term, because that's what they really after. There was the big message this week. We'd rather not make the mistake of not getting control of inflation than making the mistake of a recession. I think the market took it on board. We're going to have a recession to get inflation under control, and the Fed will be comfortable for a time being with that. I think up until September, and then that message may change. Mm-hmm.
0: Ben, it's nice to speak with you on this Friday. Appreciate it. So it looks like the Fed's going to be full force at least July, September, as you said. Nice to see you. Ben Emmons, Medley Global Advisors. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it.